0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast MMA Takes Podcast, with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petri. Woo! It's Monday, boys! Good weekend. Tweak my shoulder at work, not a big deal. That's what I hate. You know, one of my things about my job, we're jumping right in, is... Um, I got to carry a lot of heavy packages to a lot of companies and people just stare at you like, Oh, uh, this guy doesn't need help. Right. And uh, today I was, I was delivering at a, 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 very popular soda company. I'll just leave it at that. And it's actually quite easy delivery. It's uh they don't let you in the back. They, they want everything on this little side building. Anyway, um, I was carrying like three boxes. Didn't have a little hand cart with me. Dolly, I was carrying three boxes, all three pretty heavy. I'm like, you know what? This is a quick walk. I can do it. Dude, I'm walking up to the doors. Guy walks out, right? And he's not super close to me, but it's enough to where it's like, oh, I see homeboy here carrying three fucking boxes. Don't know how heavy they are. One's pretty big. Maybe I'll hold this door for him. He did not. And so I had to fucking, you know, use my belly, push it against the other door and open. It was a fucking joke fuck that guy that guy's listening he can go fuck himself but welcome to today's podcast we got a lot to get to got a lot of notes recap the ufc feeling good um tried to nap didn't have a good nap today i really wish i really wish i could have napped for the show and come in just fucking happy and 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 excited but um unfortunately yeah i uh i'm a little uh little uh Little, uh, little tired. Little, what you gonna call it? Like I get aggravated when I can't nap. But uh, what are we gonna do? So listen, great weekend of fights. Um, uh, this this just popped in my head. I saw on Twitter. I forget. Uh, uh I, I love polls on Twitter. I don't care who you are. If I follow you, don't follow. You. If a poll pops up on Twitter, even if I don't have any opinion, I'm voting on that motherfucker. But this one, I had an opinion on. It said, "Was the UFC a good show this weekend?" And I thought it was a fantastic show, especially the shit PFL and Bellator brought out for us. And uh, regardless of if you won money on those shows because they're fucking amateur hour and people can clean up, was UFC a good show? I said yes. I thought it was a great show. I thought a lot of people showed out. 53% of people, I think there was over 1,000 votes. 53, 53% of the people said yes. 47 people said no. Who the fuck are these 47% of people? Like, what do you want? You had a buzzer beater knockout. You had a competitive main event. You had a a, a young kid stepping up, getting a neck. You had the Mark Madsen story, regardless of what he felt about the decision. Like, what do you want? Like, what are those 47, 47% of people need? I don't understand. Help me understand you, people. Uh, I don't get it this is a this is a 4.5 4.0 out of 5 um, I, I almost went 3.9 on my, my patented star system that I'm trying to get patented because I keep saying it's patented um, I'm trying to get it uh, patented there you know so no one else can steal it because it's just it's just such a. You know, it's, it's just what it is, is guys, what it is, is it's original idea as well. I don't I don't think anyone really, really does a five star system, you know. Um, so it's just, you know, uh, it's really going to take off if I really don't put my name behind it. But I got four out of five. I thought it was a really, really good show. Maybe I got green colored glasses on at a great event and a lot of people that I respect and not have a good event. Now, I don't root for my peers. Uh I, You know, I don't root for them to lose. But, um, when people were really questioning my own ability, my own brain, then I'm like, Ooh, you know, I kind of certain fights. I wanted people to be wrong. And, uh, it, and maybe, uh, maybe the judges helped me out. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Go fuck yourself. What do you think about that? All right. Before we recap, um, slime ball hit again, <sighs> boys, I, I'm gonna have to, this is going to be for myself. I'm playing this for myself. I'm a, five star man. I'm a fucking five-star man. Back-to-back back weeks hitting a slime ball parlay, a three-fight parlay. Last week it was like plus one six seven. Still hit almost two to one on your money. This week it was three. What do I got? I had it at three eleven and minus plus three hundred five is is essentially what it what it came out at. Crushed again. I got it at three eleven, but you, you got to understand lines move and, and 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 books have different lines and blah blah blah. But man. Oh, I was I was battling myself with this slime ball. I had I had a person in the what? Well, let's talk about it. I had Chase Sherman in there. Um, it was going to be Pantoja, Sherman, and uh, Kellenher. Kellenher was my absolute lock, even though I made it match and just because of my ego, I thought Kellenher was going to dominate Domingo Pilarte. Didn't see it going the way it did, but I'm glad it did. Kellenher won every single second of that fight, but. Um, I uh, I had Pantoja, which was was not really a coin flip. I thought Pantoja was a better fighter. I'm glad it ended the way it did. We'll obviously recap the fight, but that got me nervous because he looked tired and Revol just doesn't slow down and doesn't quit scrambling and, and he's a legit dude. And then that third spot was, was circling a lot. Luis Saldana was in there a little bit. Chase Sherman was flirting with it. And then I went with my gut with Mark Madsen because everyone I respected was off Madsen. They thought he was trash, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I gave this pick out like a week ago. Stayed true, and I'm glad I did. Chase Sherman, again, made me nervous. And, and one of the reasons I'll shout him out, Christian, uh, the fr- not a friend of the podcast, part of the podcast, uh, you guys know him, that Play Beasy, the guy with the Kentucky water in the in the fucking slick daddy beard, um, he's the heavyweight whisperer. And I actually lost a bet to him this week. And we went Parker Porter, Chase Sherman. He had Parker Porter, who was a significant underdog. And I just overlooked him. And and probably because I just, I don't think he's that good. And and I just thought Chase Sherman was better. Now looking at that line, I completely misread it. And it's 100% my fault. But I'm glad that, that Christian and I talked about it. Because that motherfucker's the heavyweight whisper. That dude doesn't get heavyweight fights wrong. Especially the ones on the lower end tier. Like a Parker Porter, Chase Sherman um and he was like yeah i think i i challenged him to the bet like oh let's do it i want to beat the i'm feeling good this week i want to beat the heavyweight whisperer and he was like yeah i'll do it let's go parker porter and that kind of pushed me off of chase sherman because i'm like wait a second this fucking dude knows something that i don't know obviously and i don't want chase sherman of all people to ruin a parlay so i switched him out so we'll go with the betting recap i had uh uh, cup Kakramanov, I mispronounced his name at Dog Money plus 120, I had him a half unit. That's a dub by Vince Mitchell over Austin Hubbard at 0.8 units, 80 bucks at minus 115, got him at my pickem odds and my boy Ignacio Bohmands. Got him out plus 130 at 0.6, 60 bucks uh at uh at plus 130 so I had a nice little uh nice little straight picks there. Hit the slime ball which was Kellenher, her Matson and Pantoja that was plus 311 is what I hit it at. It, 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 the, the, this is the same plus 305, but I got it at 311 on my DraftKings, and then I missed. I took a little uh, a little, shot at a prop of Matts in the win by submission. I thought he could have maybe grabbed uh, Clay's neck. That was a uh, quarter unit, 20 bucks at um, plus 600. So a little shot, little shot, not big deal. Had a good weekend, and I want to take this time to past couple weeks I've been talking about. Bet MMA tips. I've been talking about my action. I've been talking about app ideas and whatever to make it easier for cappers to track their pick. So I want to retract a lot of what I said. Okay. I, I still hold true that bet MMA is uh, a little clunky. However, if I'm going to be in this MMA community, if I'm going to, you know, I, I I've been avoiding it for so long, right. You know, and it's kind of a hipster, I guess, mindset a little bit. Like I didn't want to just keep doing the same things over and over again. You get on Twitter, and everyone's tweeting out their bets, and everyone's tweeting out their winners and losses, and it starts getting kind of muddled up there. That's why I want to do things kind of the kind of a fun way. That's why the slime ball parlay it makes zero sense. I was sitting there watching Ghostbusters one day. The Slimer came out, and I came on a podcast and said, "Oh, this is going to be my slime ball parlay." I don't know. You know, I kind of got inspiration from Barcelona Sports. They always name kind of their parlays. And it just kind of came out and it stuck and uh, it is what it is, but it means nothing. Like people ask me, like, what "What's that mean? Like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I take chalk plays, which is a little slimy, you know, it, it, other people say greasy, you know, um, it, it is what it is. But, um, I'll point of being is, is I want to do little things differently. And I still do. I still strive for individuality and, and, and do my own thing and my own content and not sit down breaking one fight down for 40 minutes. and, Kind of being a snooze fest. I, I always want to be entertaining because I mean I'm only I'm giving you guys an hour of my time. You guys are giving me an hour of your time, so I want to get to the point. I want to you know sometimes I do ramble on like I'm doing now. But anyway, I've avoided the whole you know uh, the, the the MMA Twitter kind of pigeonhole where everyone does the same thing, right? And um and, and bet MMA Test was something I signed up for forever ago. And everyone I've talked to, so I've talked to quite a few cappers, you know, MMA Lock the Night, one of them, he recommended me, hey, even if you don't sell your picks, it's, <clears throat> you know, to get some respect, to get, you know, whatever, it'd be nice to get your your, your bets tracked, right? And, and 100%, he's right. And I've always just, I'm too lazy. I don't want to do that. You know, it's kind of clunky on the phone. You yeah, know, I don't want to do it. But this weekend I sat down, I did it, and I love it. It's awesome. It's it's great. I emailed the guy, Mike, who does it. Um, apparently, he's from England, according to Christian. I emailed him just asking general questions. I don't know anything about code or anything, but I, I feel like I'm in the business that I could maybe help, right? I, I'm a guy that has figured everything out myself, uh, th- this podcast, everything I, I've I figured out how to do myself. I do know people that are kind of in that field. So I literally emailed this guy and was like, you know, because I saw they had an Android app. I asked if an iPhone's app was, co- was coming, what can I do to make this better? Uh, or more enjoyable, more streamlined, more whatever, you know, and and him and I had a nice little email exchange back and forth. Great guy. But this was my first bet. This was my first, excuse me, weekend, first event where I tracked him. I'm going to track all my picks now from here on out um, simply because that's what you're supposed to do. I'll never sell my picks. Don't worry. Picks are always going to be free. content's always going to be free, but I guess I finally caved in to the masses because, you know, you got like I've been on Twitter for three years now. I got 240 followers and it's never about followers. It's never about numbers necessarily. It is in the beginning. it, it When you for, when you first do something, you you think this is going to take off. So it definitely is in the beginning. But over time, like I don't miss I, I don't have the, I get great listenership. You go to my SoundCloud; it's over a thousand. Thousand people listen to the show. You know, one weekend it's like three thousand. Like you're getting, I'm getting a lot of engagement, a lot of listeners, and people have hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, and and I've emailed me, and it, it's been great, and I love it. Um, and I and I feel like my social should be taking off a little bit more, and I I guess I don't know why it's not. There's people out there who've joined Twitter in 2020. Then who are in MMA on MMA Twitter and they've have, you know, thousands of followers and it's like, huh? Like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Again, it's not about the followers, but sometimes you start to think like, hmm and I feel like I was maybe going against the grain a little too bit I guess, I guess people like, like, you know, the set thing, what everyone does. Like, well, wait wait a second. Who's this MMA takes guy? Well, he doesn't do a bet MMA tips. Like he's not a professional and I'm not a professional capper, but wh- wh- who the fuck's this guy? And, you know, he's not tweeting out his picks. He's not, you know, he's not, you know, locking the night. He's not doing, you know, Patreons. He's not doing whatever. Um, and I get it, right? I get it to an extent. So, again, Bad MMA Tips, I, I've been very hard. I've said good things. I thought it was a great site, but I just did say it was kind of clunky. So, I, I, I retract that. I think it's a great site concerning. I think one guy does it. Very simple. Um, hopefully, it just gets more traction. Hopefully, any way, shape, or possible, I can help. I, it will, um Obviously, it's grown in its infancy. I think they got like 5,000 cappers on the site. Maybe everyone on MMA Twitter trusts it. This is their go-to. It's it's growing every day and happy to be a part of it. Just uh, just a little upset that maybe it took me so long because maybe I was just a little like, yeah, about it. You know, everyone's doing it. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that, right? I've been like that my whole life, right? I, I've, I've always wanted to be a little different. And I'm like, continue to strive to be different. Like, you're not going to hear a podcast I feel like much like mine in the MMA space. There's a lot of guys that break down fights wonderfully and they all kind of sound a little bit alike and they all kind of break it down in their similar ways. And I feel like personalities. some personalities, maybe, maybe there's some people out there and, you know, maybe some (laughs) people, some people out there maybe put on a little bit of a show, uh, on Twitter. You know, they post these little dumb videos and you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, Oh man, I want to, I, I was going to get in the weeds with that one. I was going to, you know, I don't know the person, so I'm not going to fucking never talk to the guy. I, I, I'm not going to fucking, uh, you know, throw shots at him or anything like that. But uh, anyway, let's get, let's move on before I start fucking running my mouth. Oh, uh, they god, I ain't got a beer. Cause then I'll start running the mouth. Um, yeah. So I want to apologize about MMA tips again. I'm going to start it's in my Twitter bio, you, you know, bet MMA tips slash MMA takes podcast. Let's do it, right? I'm behind. Everyone, everyone's everyone been doing it for years, and you know, it's, and it's very something they're very proud of. Hey, I'm third-party track. Here, come check my shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I get it. You know, I get it now. It took me a while to get it because I'm stubborn and I'm an idiot. Uh, Christian told me about it. Uh, I mean, I knew a little bit about it before Christian, but he told me about it. And I said, oh, man, it's really clunky. And he was just like, yeah, but one guy does it. It's probably impossible to do. Probably impossible to code that. There's so many numbers. There's so many things, you know. And, and he was really kind of pushing for me. Again, old stubborn Brian wouldn't do it. All right, let's get to the recap. Jared Cannonier versus Calvin Goslem. We had a main event, boys. I had to take a big old drink. Talk about this motherfucking main event. Calvin Goslem. versus Jared Cannoneer. Uh, great fight. Uh, fight went Kind of how I thought. Um, it was a lot closer than people. I see a lot of people on Twitter saying if you scored this fight for Kevin Calvin, Calvin Gaslam, go kill yourself. I mean, essentially along those lines. I scored it for Calvin Gaslam. I listen, round one's the round that um it, it is the fight, in my opinion. It was it was a feeling out round, and I felt like Calvin was moving more. At the end of the first round, he kind of went for that takedown. It was very even second round was Kelvin three and four were uh, three and four or uh, for cannoneer big time. He dropped Kelvin hurt Kelvin a lot. And in the fifth round, I thought Kevin won. I thought Kevin won one, two and five on my cards. Wow. Round one is the one where everyone's going to disagree on. Some people had can up 4 one, which I don't know how you give him that second round. It, 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 you know, and I really don't know how you give him that first round confidently. I, I don't know what rounds they were scoring, but, um, yeah, I, I I really don't know how you give them four four rounds to one. I, that's what Christian initially saw it. Tim Timbo and I both had Kelvin. Uh, Timbo, I love the guy. You know that's that's my brother from another mother. Um, I'm so happy I've done this podcast just because I've met some really cool people. Timbo being one of them, obviously. He he's gonna be mad when I say this to him when, when he listens to this. If he does. He like he scores fights with green color glasses. Sometimes he had a bet on Kelvin. The guy is a, a gambling machine. He's a fucking sharp. He had a bet on Kelvin. I think it was like a live bet taken on Kelvin. I said the same thing. I was like, I think Kelvin's gonna win this fight. Him fucking walking out was like crazy. Like he walked out like ready to fucking eat a baby. That dude was serious. And then fucking Jared Caner coming out of loosey goosey. Definitely two uh disposition different different dispositions. But Timbo sometimes scores with green color glasses. I try not to. I had no action on the main event. I had it for Kelvin. And you can call me idiot or not. Verdict had it for Kelvin. It was a very, very, I think, close fight. I think when people go re-watch this, it's going to be a lot more competitive than you think, right? I think uh, the big spots were Jarrett's. The big, the drops were Jarrett's. He obviously had a little bit more volume because I think he... Uh, kicked a lot more than Kelvin did, but Kelvin landed some really good left hands. He pushed the pace, tried to make some uh, wrestling up on him and uh, never slowed down. Kananier slowed down a little bit then picked it back up. That was the one thing I was worried about because he slowed down the Whitaker fight, a three-round fight. This fight, he did not. He looked in phenomenal shape. Came out great, patient. I thought speed was going to be a problem. Jarrett looked fast in there. Uh, He looked great. Kananier looked really, really good. He gets a four-star. Kelvin gets a 3 um, I know you know, I, I'm gonna always it, regardless of what I think. The the, if you go to Tapology, you go to Wikipedia, you go to these sites, Jared Kinder won, regardless of how I feel he won. And I, and, and if Kelvin would have won, he would got the four star. Well, I think it was a very, very good f- performance by both guys, both high level, 185 pounds. Um, regardless of Kelvin's losing streak, whatever, if he's on. And he's mentally ready. He could beat a lot of people. He's got good wrestling. He's got power. I think he's undersized. His chin's phenomenal. Um, He took that huge right hand, which knocked him out. It fucking slept him. And he woke up and, when he hit the mat, bounced back up and then recovered really, really well. Super impressed by Kelvin Gaslam. Uh, taking the fight on relatively short notice. I really wish it was Paul Acosta in there getting his fucking... Head bounced around by Cannonier. but uh, yeah, Cannonier won four star performance again. The, the one big takeaway from this was Cannonier looked a lot faster to me. His timing looked good. His countering looked really good. Kelvin is a fast middleweight for being a little undersized and being a little chub chub. He's quick. He's got quick fucking hands, and uh, he looked he looked fucking damn good in there. Uh, Kelvin did, and and, and Cannonier was was every step with kelvin uh i've really enjoyed that fight I, it was up late it was fucking one in the morning when that fight was on here usually your boy is tuckered out but i got i got up for that fight i was i didn't get up i mean i was awake but like i like kind of woke up from that fight i thought it was very very competitive i thought it was two two going in that fifth um other people had it differently other people scored it for cannoneer that's fine no robbery to be had in my opinion um just giving you my opinion of, of how i scored it um and uh, I thought it was a lot closer than I think people were giving Kelvin credit for. I thought it was a fucking fantastic fight. Great fight from the boys. Come in and met Clay Guida versus Mark Madsen. I think I might have stole one here. I don't know. It's a hard fight to score. Again, a lot of green color glasses on Twitter, a lot of guys I respect who faded Madsen, who uh, these guys were openly. Just disrespecting Madsen about how trash he is. They acted like he was a fucking four to one favorite. I tweeted out a week ago, I thought he was a three to one over Clay. Obviously, I was wrong. He wasn't a three to one over Clay. But these guys really thought they saw a spot on, on Guida at plus, uh, what was he, plus 145, having the experience and, and, and just being the, the busier guy in there. They really thought Clay, they had an advantage on Clay. It's not a bad read. I obviously back Madsen. Um, I tweeted out, I didn't pay for Matson to strike. I really didn't. You know, he got in the clinch a few times and, and he started working the knees. Um, you know, Greco Roman guys are obviously upper body. They don't shoot a lot. That doesn't mean they can't shoot. He does train MMA. So he's learning all types of wrestling. He could have grabbed a single. It's not just all upper body, but he just was really happy to strike with clay. And he showed really good cardio. He showed cardio wasn't an issue for him. Like it was in, in the Hubbard fight. He took some shots. He got he, he got stunned a little bit in there and, and kept coming forward. I think the forward pressure ultimately won the fight. 30-27 was the final scorecard that got him the split decision. I think that might have been a little egregious. I don't think he won every round. I don't know how you give that second round to him. But I'm glad I won final leg of the parlay. My mortal lock locked it up. And, uh, yeah, it's I, I'm happy I won I'm happy that I, I, I backed my guy from a week ago. I'm happy that I, I rode my guy. There was, there was a part of me that wanted to cash out. I didn't know if I could because I'm out of state. DraftKings was giving me an option to cast, uh, cash out. Before the and fights, I hit two of my three. And it was tempting. It was very, very tempting because I was on Twitter and I'm seeing guys putting multiple units on Clay Guida that I respect, that I like, that are smart, that are fucking sharp. And I go, what, what, you know, and then there's doubt. I'm a confident guy. There's not much doubt that comes creeps in with me. I start to doubt myself. So that cash out button was right there in my fingertip. I didn't do it. I said, you know what? If I wasn't giving out these picks, if I wasn't, you know, this wasn't my slime ball, my premier pick of the week, you know, my whatever, then, uh, then maybe, maybe I, I would have cashed out, but I feel like I'd be in doing the people who tell me a fucking, Disservice. Ah, sorry, saw someone pulled up in my ass. I saw someone pull in my driveway. I said, "Bud, he better back on up." Um, but I had to. I had to back myself here. I can't. I can't have people tell me they mean cash out. Coward way. It's a coward's way. Timbo, let me know on, on on our text chain. I said, "Would it be a pussy move if I cashed out?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he just said that as a betting perspective. He didn't realize that I had a whole thing like, oh, well, fuck. You're right. I gave out this pick. Slime ball. Um, Matson got a three. Clay got a two. Wasn't overly impressed with Madsen. I actually thought it was respected a little more. I wanted some wrestling. I wanted, uh, here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I wanted wrestling. I wanted, um, I, you know, striking is very stiff still. His kicks are non-existent. He got his leg kicked up by Clay. Clay is, is quick in there. He counters well if his boxing. His boxing's always improved. His cardio still there being at 40 years old. Um, I wanted Madsen to wrestle. I, I mean, that point blank period. I wanted him to get in there and make it ugly. I thought Clay offensively wrestled really well. Defensively, I think if, you get, if he gets put on his back, he can get in some positions that aren't so great. And, I, and that's why I took the uh, uh, the sub uh, prop at plus 600 as well. Took a stab at that. Regardless, I'm glad Madsen won. Disagreed decision, if you want, it wasn't a robbery. It was a very close fight, hard fight to score. I honestly, I was so emotionally invested. I don't really think I scored. I literally probably texted. I have no idea who they're gonna give that to. I thought Mark won round one. I thought Clay round one, round two, round three was very close. Matson was doing some pressuring. Clay was countering well. You know, I didn't know. I really truly didn't know. I wanted Matson to get that takedown that third round to seal it though, so fucking bad. He had him clinched up a few times. He entered the clinch very awkwardly, and Clay was defending well. But man, I wanted him to fucking just dump him on his head and just seal it, take some pressure off. But alas, he didn't. He decided to strike, and I don't know why. All right, Chase Sherman versus Parker Porter. This is my send him home. Missed on this. Fucking the Christian, the, the fucking heavyweight whisper. Um, Chase Sherman is, is not good. He is a mental midget. He got a one star. Uh, Parker Porter got two. little harder on Parker Porter than I should. I just, I just don't, I just don't think he's good. Um, He's tough, um, you know. He's big. He's got huge legs. He's heavy on top when he gets you down. But uh, you know, he's undersized. He's, you know, his cardio is is okay, but his chin's okay. But he's hittable. And and Chase Sherman's just so bad. This was a really mislining. This was a misread by me. Even though I had a nice winning, uh, winning week. Um, this one bothers me that I was so far off on this. Um, I mean, Chase Sherman was almost the highest, uh, guy in the card. I think he was, he, did he have the highest? It was either him or William Knight were the, were the highest in the card, right around 200, two to one. And, uh, Chase Sherman was just not good. You know, he's in his corner, you know, fucking doubting himself, questioning himself. He completely gassed out. His punches were so slow. The only thing he had was a calf kick. The commentary is very weird on this on this fight for some reason. It seemed like there were... I usually never really talk about the commentary too much. I know that's like a lot of people love doing it. I don't, but this was one where it's like, okay, like clearly Chase is completely gassed and Parker's walking him down. Like he has no steam on his punches and, and, and Chase lands like the... Biggest or the littlest fucking wimpiest bitches calf kick. And they're like, hey, that still counts. Like, shut the fuck up, Paul. Like, no, it doesn't. Okay. Like, this guy is fucking washed. He's gassed. You know, he's not the same fighter he was when he was on steroids and fucking big steakhouse Parker Porter walked him down. And uh, yeah. So props to Parker Porter. Maybe I should give you a little bit more respect, but I just I just don't see it, man. I, I think they fed you some good guys. I mean, Dawkins knocked you out. Josh Parisian Stinks. Now you got Chase. I mean, you step up to any of the kind of mid-level guys at heavyweight. Like, I think, like, fucking, um, fuck, I, I just had him on the tip of my tongue. Like, I think, yeah, yeah, that, uh, the, the Brazilian dude, the dude who likes to talk shit, I fucking forget his name, the blonde-haired Brazilian guy, uh, I think he fucks him up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just... Not in love with him. I don't know why. I'm sorry, Parker Porter. I love your name, though. All right, next up, you got Trevin Jones versus uh, Saruka Kakaromanov. Awesome fight, by the way. Kakaromanov was a guy a lot of people I trust was like, don't sleep on this dude. He opened as a huge dog, missed the line, got him at plus 120. Trevin Jones this guy just needs to fight. I mean, it was like four or five opponents. He said he was burnt out on Twitter. It looked it. He gassed out pretty good. Has a really good grappling background. Almost got put in a guillotine earlier in the fight, fought it off, and then slowed down and just got his fucking neck took. So I taking this on short notice. Flying, flying from Uzbekistan, I believe, is where he's from. Excuse me if he's not. Um, he, he lives in the States, but he happened to be out of the country, so he flew in, cutting weight. Uh, this was a catch weight at 138 or something like that, 139 um he looked good his striking looked good he looked a little undersized in there trevin jones might just be a big 135er but uh he looked good he's got a good resume outside the ufc he's got some his losses are are pretty solid you know that's what you want when you get a guy coming in the ufc and he's got two losses you want those losses to be solid and they are i think this kid could be really good on a full camp he's training with terrence mckinney um was that Seattle? Are they on Seattle? I'm not, or, or they have, I don't know. Uh, either way, this kid has a has a bright future. Trevin Jones is is a good fighter. Not a great fighter. It was, it was His time was coming. The reason I bet against him is because his two wins in the UFCs, he was getting beat. And his regional scene stuff wasn't impressive. And it was just a matter of time before a guy just, you know, doesn't let him land that bomb, uh, gets too comfortable, let him land that bomb. And, and Syrukh, or, or, excuse me, Romanov. Uh, was laying in some, some great uh, body kicks because he's been hurt to the body for good striking. Uh, and then Trevin just wanted to kind of pin him against the cage and use his size. And then eventually after the round, got his neck. Fun fight. Uh, Kakramanov got a three. Trevin got a two. I enjoyed that fight. I thought it was a pretty good fight. Vince from El Pachel versus Austin Hubbard. Vinny Pachel, man. This guy got a three. Hubbard got a two. It was, it was a fight I expected. Both tough, durable, similar guys. And Vinny just just can take it up a notch, just take it up one step above. I was confident in him. I put eighty bucks, or excuse me, what was it? Yeah, eighty bucks on him, uh, minus one sixty. That's a pick'em fight. I'll take it every day. Hubbard, I feel like Hubbard's just not there yet, and I, I think he might need to spend some time outside the UFC, outside the UFC to kind of get there. He's not a finisher. He's a grinder, but he just doesn't know how to win the grindy fights yet. Like he has won, he's had some finishes. Listen, he embarrassed Max Rokoff. You know, embarrass me. But I think there's more to be learned for Hubbard outside the UFC. I don't know. Keep feeding him really tough guys in the UFC. I'm not really sure that's what's going to do for him. I think he's UFC caliber. I think you send him out and then send him back. You know, I think that works. Um, he's a super tough kid, durable kid, hard to finish. Got rocked in there a few times. But Vince Pichelle, man, this guy fights like once every fucking four years. Has a mustache that's glorious and just doesn't lose, doesn't get tired, always in your face. Left San Diego, went to Colorado. His cardio is going to get even better now. He looked good. That's a good performance by Vince Pichel. It was a fight that I, was in, I, I wasn't excited about. People mentioned this as being maybe five of the night. I didn't see it, but it was a very good fight. It wasn't my five of the night, but it was a very good fight. Alexander Potosio versus Brenner Vald. This is another 3-2. Had a lot of 3-2s here, man. Only 1-4, only 1-5 uh handing out three twos i guess i was being very conservative saturday night this fight pantoja could have got a four um because this was a very tough fight for both guys both guys could have performed a lot better in my opinion pantoja great grappler uh great jujitsu practitioner really grappled having that first round and then got tired because rovell roval excuse me that motherfucker just doesn't quit he doesn't he just scrambles and he's awkward and he's going rolling for leg locks and he's getting them in, you know, different arm positions. Like it was, it was great to watch him. Pantoja starts slowing down. So at the end of the first round, he started like throwing punches. Like, fuck, I don't want to grapple anymore. I'm tired. Comes out the second round, looking a little labored as well. They're throwing hands. Pantoja laying up some good right hands. Roval was mixing it up pretty well, moving on his feet. And then Pantoja uh, went for a takedown. It was an awkward exchange where Pantoja got his back. And that's kind of just a wrap. He had his back in the first round and uh, didn't realize how slippery and how scrambly Roval was. In the second round, he made the adjustment body triangle, got that neck and finished it. And uh, Roval is an exciting kid, man. He's kill or be killed. I think if he just... You don't want him to calm down fully because it might take away some of this this greatness that's there, but you might want to dial it down a little bit because his unpredictability and what he does is what makes him him. But he's going to get... You know, he's gonna get a little uh he, he's gonna have problems, is what I'm gonna say. He's gonna he's gonna have some problems. Um in, in, in he's killer be killed, he's he's must see a TV and and and, uh Pantosa is an elite dude. He's beat Brandon Moreno the champ twice. It was a friendly call out. Um I'm glad I got that. That was a fight that I was agonizing over. Took 20 bucks off Tim on that one. Um, but yeah, that was a fight that was tough for me to call. Next up, uh Louis Saldana versus Austin Lingo. Louis Saldana should got a fucking zero. He got a two, Lingo got a one, or excuse me, the boat guys got a two. Fun fight, really good fight. Luis Saldana, first round, was was a class above Lingo. Lingo's pure boxing, Saldana moved well, was throwing kicks to the body, hurt him to the body, just didn't follow up, was piecing him up to the head. Lingo's face was a bloody mess. The difference in this fight was cardio and toughness. Fucking Austin Lingo is a durable, tough fucking dude with that mental that goes, I ain't going down, You ain't touching me to go down. Fuck you. And uh, Luis Sedana said, hey, I got all this flash. My cardio's failing. Two fights in a row now his cardio fell off a cliff. And then in that third round, he got hit with a jab to the body and he fell. He dropped with a jab to the body. Uh, That loss in the fight. That loss in the uh, that 100%. It was 1-1 going to that third competitive third round. And he got dropped to the body. I mean, I mean, I know body shots hurt, but God, like that's in an instance where you have to know I need this round, and you're gonna have to fucking take my head off to get it from me. And then a little jab to the body, as painful as it may be, put on a poker face. You drop the ball in that one, Sadana, competitive fun fight, lingo again. An exciting dude, just throwing hands, tough as they come. Good boxer, very limited with his striking. Saldana is the better striker, in my opinion. But, man, just needs to really fucking rethink his cardio. Um, and in the toughness, mental toughness, I, obviously he's tough. He's a professional fighter. Don't know if the mental toughness is there, because you're getting dropped out there round with a jab to the body. Oof. Oof. Brian Boom, Kellenher versus Domingo Pilarte. Kellenher got a three, Pilarte got a one. Probably, uh, Kellner should probably get a four. That's a very solid performance by him. Went out there, showed he can wrestle, show that he had a good top game, show that he can fight smart, and that he had cardio. Taking that big dude down, Pilarte it's huge for 135. And, uh, and Kellner was taken down at will, proved to be stronger than him. I wish he would have maybe done a little more on the ground. I think he was just happy to stay in the guard. Pilarte wasn't doing much. Kind of threw up some some legs a little bit, trying to get an arm maybe, but not really wanting to stand up. Was okay doing the guard game, uh, and, and I think Kellenher was okay, just beating him up from the guard. I mean, he busts his nose up a little bit. Kellenher did go for his and guillotine a few times. Um, not much stand up on Keller then; he just wanted to get the fight to the ground. Smart performance, maybe forgettable performance. I liked his call out of Sean O'Malley, you know, uh, but maybe a little unforgettable, but. When you go look back at it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was just a solid performance all around, regardless if you're going to remember it in, in a couple days or not. B-Moleki versus Josiane Nunez. Nunez should have got a five. She got a three. B-Moleki got a fucking negative ten. This is the worst Muay Thai champion I've ever seen fight in the OC. She is seven feet tall. Josiane Nunez is 4'11", and she let this girl literally jump punch her. And knock her out, you know, and knock her out. It was, I mean, I know Nunez is, is scrappy and everything. She's got a trash record from Brazil. She obviously has a left hand that's pretty powerful. But B. Malecki is absolute fucking trash. Whoever awarded this girl any kind of kickboxing trophy needs to be fucking shot. She is not good. Not good. Negative fucking a, a million for B Malecki. Nunez has got a nonas. Nunez got a three. William Knight versus Fabio Charant, the water buffalo got Slept. William Knight's just a strong fucking dude. This was an awkward fight. Uh William Knight was doing a million things wrong. Charant was doing a million things wrong as well. William Knight keeps his head high and brings his hands down when he defends. You're five-four, dude. Like that's not how you defend as a small guy, right? If you're really tall, you can get away with that. When you're as short as him, you're not. A guy steps in on a punch right on your chin. You're going out. You've been knocked out before, um, you know, and and Charant just wasn't reading that, didn't see that. Apparently, these guys had a little bad blood, both from the East Coast, Mass and Connecticut, so that there was they probably were supposed to fight before, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, William Knight, though, made a lot of mistakes. I, I don't know how far he's going to go in this uh, this division. However... Power for days man back foot getting pressured through an arm punch and slept Sharant regardless of how bad Sharant's chin is regardless of a lot of things that's just pure power dude that's you don't sleep people that much with an arm punch you see guys come walking back on their back foot and they throw like a hard check but their hips are in it yeah like steepy Miocic over um Frabisher Radoom was on his back foot with a straight right, straight right arm punch, knock Radoom out. Obviously, the momentum of the fighter coming forward helps, but this was a really awkward, weird punch that he just threw out there and just fucking slapped him. Dude's got crazy power. Again, don't know how far he's going to go in this division because height, defensive skills, and and he's been exposed. You know, if, if you take him down as well, but this was William Knight's day. Not going to shit on him. There you go, William Knight. Uh Roosevelt Robert's Inacio Boho Mundes. Boomandes. You know, I'm giving my guy Ignacio five stars. What a performance. What a bounce back. Um, young kid, my dog lock. I was not confident. I'm not gonna sit here and act like, oh, I was on him from day one. I was. This, I literally told you guys to fade me on this pick. I picked Anasio because what I saw from the contender series, I thought he had some real talent. And he does, right? But he's young, he's green, he needs to grow a little bit. Roosevelt Roberts is a good fighter, right? Not a great fighter, a good fighter. Has his hiccups, tried to wrestle, couldn't wrestle, tried to strike, was getting picked apart. Anasio's um, biggest issue is really going to be his scar tissue. He bled a lot. He got jabbed up a little bit, but he's so tough and durable. Those kicks were great. His punches look good. His takedown defense look good. His cardio look good. Everything I want to see in the Medesi fight improved except his defense. His defense is still suspect, but young kid, he wants to get in there. He wants to fight. He doesn't fucking care about defense right now. That's an old man's game. However, the last second knockout, I mean, who gets knocked out like that? You hear... Roosevelt Roberts coaches yelling 10 seconds, 10 seconds, like 10 seconds left only or whatever it was. They said something like that. I'm like, you shouldn't be like, finish hard, finish hard. You shouldn't just yell. Cause then he relaxed. Oh, what's going to happen in fucking 10 seconds. Anasio is going to fucking wheel kick your goddamn head off. Like unreal. Last second knockout. I feel so bad for the people that had fight goes to the decision cards. Cause or tickets, because that, that was, I mean, that, that was going to the decision, but Anasio looked good, man. Again, Defense issues really bad, Um, but his his power needs to, uh, his power's there, especially in the kicks and the punches, but they need to be a little bit more. I I don't know if it's a weight cut or not. He may weight fine, no weight issues. Roosevelt Roberts was another big 55er. Um, You know, it was an interesting fight, you know, but uh, Baja Mendez, man, plus 130 underdog, hit that. Five stars, love the kid, love the name, keep an eye on him. I think he's good. I think he's does everything right. I don't love that he's in Chicago, but Chicago is kind of building something with Bilal and uh and I think yeah, years there. But the problem is is Bilal trains out of that gym in Chicago, but the minute he gets ready for a fight, he goes, Oh no, fuck you guys, I'm going to Florida. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you guys are great. This is a great gym. But I'm gonna go to Florida to because I need to win, right? That's just to me that's sending the wrong message. However I guess the gym's building up a little bit, but great performance by Anasia. I, I really, really enjoyed that. And again, this might be a green color glasses five-star performance, you know, because maybe it wasn't the cleanest performance, but I love it. All right, uh, Rami's Brahmajaj versus Sasha Platonkov. Platonkov stinks. Took him as a dog here. Embarrassing pick by me. Liked him at plus 115, but, man, I really thought he might have learned his lesson a little bit. Uh, in the uh, Impa fight, he did not. His takedown and often in, in his ground game stinks still, and he had no aggression on the feet whatsoever. And Ramiz looks fucking strong in there. Good performance by him. Good. to people that hit him, a lot of people hit him with the with the sub prop I saw, and he was a low number minus one thirty five. That's a bettable fight. That's a bettable line. With eight and four, of my picks uh, hit two of the three of my locks. Missed my send him home. Had a great weekend. I'm up. What is it? Um, four units, uh, thank you for, uh, this, uh, motherfucking, um, this, uh, bet MMA tips, just doing the math for me up almost five units, 4.93 units. Had a good weekend. I'm back. Right. And I'm dialed in. I think I have a system kind of dialed in speaking about systems. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I've always been like, I love making shirts. I, I've, I've made myself shirts. I've sent shirts out. You know what I mean? I've tried to sell them. No one's bought them. I get it, right? You know, no one, not a lot of people want to wear shirts for a, a podcast. You know, that's not huge. But I just created the greatest shirt of all time. It's my betting system shirt. I know we all have different tastes and different styles. I'm a t-shirt guy, t-shirt jeans, nice shoes kind of guy. I think a good coat in the wintertime goes a long way. I don't think you need to do, overdo it. But um, this shirt is absolute fire i sent off i sent it off it should be getting shipped tomorrow hopefully by the Pickums this week um i will be wearing it if not i'll obviously show you guys um i love it i love it it's my betting system for mma three rules to live by i'm not gonna spoil it till i get the shirt because uh we'll see how the shirt turns out but they are fire all right three little things before we tidy up here before we end it. Jake Paul, Tyler Woodley is this weekend. I actually had a dream. I don't know why, and my dreams are super fucking vivid, like crazy vivid. So this felt re- really, really real. Jake Paul and Barrys Tyler Woodley knocked him out. Um, Check left hook, um, put Tyler Woodley down. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna have to go with my dream there. I don't know. I I mean, I guess I want Tyler Woodley to win because it, it, you know. People sleep on Jake Paul, though. You know, oh, he's a YouTuber. Yeah, but the fucking guy's a multimillionaire just training all the time. Who's athletic. He's an athletic kid that clearly has got some power. All he does is train all the fucking time. And he seems to be pretty motivated. So I don't know why people are disrespecting him. Again, he's fighting a guy. Tyron Woodley, yes, he's got knockouts on his record. He's got power in his hands. His boxing isn't absolutely terrible, but... I mean he's not like a, a elite striker or anything. I still want to see Jake Paul fight uh uh you know, this is a big step on competition for sure, but I still want to see him fight like an actual boxer, like someone that's gonna actually like push him to go in there and cause I think Tyron's gonna go in there and swing big, swing that right hand like 50 times, he could get caught. But that was a dream I had, which is weird. I don't like dreaming about dudes and I dreamt about two guys I really don't really care about too much, but that is this weekend. So I might have to sprinkle on Paul there. Um, two final things here. Errol Hawane. I know a lot of people love Errol Hawane. MMA Locke is like good buddies with him. I get it. I don't like him. You guys know my stance on him. He is the face of MMA. He literally, you know, got let go or walked away from UFC contract or excuse me, ESPN contract. Don't know the, the situation with that. He's literally back to where he started. I think a lot of people aren't recognizing that that he's literally he literally like I got demoted I mean let's just be honest with you now he can have a little more maybe leeway of the show and whatnot but like it's the same set it's the same everything but the problem I have with him is he did a whole spread on wrestling this weekend like bro I follow you for MMA stuff I don't want to see wrestling I just don't I just don't like professional wrestling it's fucking corny they must have paid Barstool Sports to really promote uh SummerSlam all these Barstool guys were front row fucking filming it, Instagram storing it guys who weren't even the wrestling. They have a couple wrestling guys over at Barstool, but it's like the WWE must've paid those Barstool guys to come make a bigger deal at SummerSlam than it was. Cause they know that that's their demographic. They get eyes. It's smart, but just kind of fucking sick of it. I just, I don't like it. It's corny. It's cheesy it's it's no place for mma like i saw cm punk came back at the other whatever the other one's called that's kind of relevant because cm punk is still doing mma announcing he fought in the ufc whatever um is a is a fan of martial arts and and you know and probably will continue doing his commentating job whatever and was a huge star and, and and he went back to another promotion i saw the little video i didn't watch the whole video it was a little long but the guy's a fucking star over there. So you got to give him props for coming to MMA. He left that behind to come get his fucking head caved in. But um, yeah, I'm just sick of the wrestling arrow. Just cut, just stop, man. You're an MMA guy. But I know his new deals. like, oh, he gets to talk about more. He gets to do basketball. He gets to do BT sports. He gets to do, eh, eh fuck. I might have to mute him. He doesn't break news anyway, anymore anyway, so I might have to mute him. All right, last thing here, Khabib. Khabib, Khabib, Khabib. So Khabib is starting to kind of piss some people off. I kind of predicted this. I wish I was like, Hey, you don't believe me. Here's me from October, 2019, but you guys have my word for it. I said it on these airwaves. The more you put a microphone in front of his face, the more that he's going to kind of expose himself. And the more that people are going to maybe kind of have a problem with them. Right? So Islam, his best friend has already went on Twitter Year or so ago, and say women shouldn't be fighting, right? Women fighting shouldn't happen, whatever. Delete tweet, apologize, whatever. They're from they're from a part of the world, and their culture that that's what it is. I mean, Khabib's wife can't even be seen by people, I don't think, right? Like she can't go out in public. Like, not really sure the religious aspects of it, whatever. That's all fine. I don't care. You know, that's where that's your religion, that's fine. I really don't care what you believe, but. In that part of the world, your views and your opinions come on into the Western part of the world, especially now where everyone is so sensitive, Khabib is gonna get into a little bit of trouble. He's gonna he's gonna put his foot in his mouth a little bit. He talks shit about uh, Josie Aldo, which is a big no no in the MMA community because Aldo is fucking, you know, he bangs still. Jo- Josie Aldo still bangs, right? And is a legend. And he talks shit about Aldo. Then he kind of went on the Connor thing again. And then he went on the Mike Tyson podcast and made Mike remove all the weed, which obviously, sure, whatever, that's your religion. You don't drink, you don't smoke. And then talk shit about Tyson afterwards. And, like, the layers are starting to unravel on Khabib now. Now there are people on Reddit, a little bit of MMA Twitter, but more so on Reddit, that are coming at Khabib with with back, uh, with back facts saying, You you never, you defended your belt three times. You can't be the goat. True. You walked away in your prime. True. You never fought a guy stylistically. That was tough for you. Eh, I don't know how true that one is, but a lot of the Khabib is the goat stuff is starting to kind of unravel. Now there's a lot of people out there who never thought he was the goat to begin with. I still think he's the 155 pound goat without a doubt um I, I I think if you put him in there with pretty much anybody at 55 today he still wins. I think he's that good, but I get the points they're making fact based points and it's something that I've kind of thought was gonna happen. I really hope he just doesn't really overstep and kind of shit on himself because again, in the western states you're you can get canceled quick bro. you can get canceled very. Fucking quick. So be careful. You're already friends with that fucking Chechen Chechen dictator who hates gays. I would love for someone to ask Khabib what he thinks about gay people and really get the pot stirred. That's for another time, though. But let's just keep an eye on it. Let's just keep an eye on Khabib. The more he talks, the more it's like, you know, this is obviously because Connor just says what he wants. And Connor gets so much shit. But uh, I, I it's kind of nice seeing Khabib get it as well. But Khabib's a great coach right now. He's undefeated. Coach of the year, Khabib. All right, that's it. That's the show. Pickums. I, I want to do on Wednesday. I want to do on Wednesday. I feel like I did them too late last week because I want to do a show on Friday. Things get muddled, or whatever. I do want to do it like Wednesday. But again, who the fuck knows with me? I got kids, bro. I don't fucking know what I'm going to be able to do. But I do want to do it on Wednesday. It's a good card. Jigga chikats versus Edson Barboza, Strikers Delight. Um, I, I've looked at the card. Already people are jumping all over Sam Alvey as the underdog there. That's my initial thought too, but I feel like that's too easy. I feel like that's way too easy because Wellington determined gets slapped every chance he gets, but everyone's going to hammer that. How easy? That's a trap. That's a trap, boys. Something to think about. I'll see you Wednesday or Thursday. Woo! Do me a favor get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Come, on. Woo! Woo! Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, little pal, we don't want to... Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Come on, motherfucker. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Come on. Did you see that shit? Who is that yeah. guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dolor.